And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog with the Big Hawk. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hawk. I'm super, guys. I'm 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 ready for this episode. I'm I'm super excited, Sleep. Well, guys, we left off last week. One thing I said that was just really got on my nerves, man, is when people, celebs especially, come out and just announce that they have COVID. Uh, on the heels of that, I have an announcement to make. I have COVID. Uh, and it fucking sucks. So, uh, if my, you know, we're remote here. So, you know, sound quality as if it were ever any good to begin with is probably even more substandard than usual today. That's why voice quality this is just voice of an angel that I usually bring to the table is slightly altered. Uh, you know, I probably got about 42 bags of cough drop residue in my throat right now, but I'm doing the best I can, uh, recovering just fine guys. You don't want it. So whatever you got to do to get, uh, you know, in a situation where you won't catch it, I recommend it highly, uh, Fauci approved, stay safe to the max guys. You don't want this shit. I'm double vax with the booster. No good. So uh, anyway, recovering though. So uh, unfortunately for some of you guys that, that probably don't want to hear me talk, I'm looks like going to live to see the next episode. So lots to talk about big Hawk. We got uh look like shit against Notre Dame. Look like the best team in the country against UVA Duke lost a whole bunch of other stuff. NFL playoffs week 18. First one in history. Uh, we got Monday night playoff game. We got national championship game last night. We got Antonio Brown hanging out with Kanye West. That's like, putting a, a a Mentos in a Coca-Cola bottle and shaking it up, throw it in the cul-de-sac, dude, waiting for that one to blow up in, in everybody's face. But uh, I don't know, man, where you want to start? What you been up to? What's what's uh, what's key for you here? Sleep, first of all, I think your voice sounds beautiful. Um, and COVID, non-COVID, just great to hear you. And I'm glad that you're on the back end of COVID. I know what that feels like. So we both have natural antibodies uh mine probably no longer around but i am hey vax boosted to the max guys do whatever you need to do at this point pretty soon we're going to be a walking vaccine oh yeah Um, but glad you're back yeah notre dame listen guys this was not a great game to watch sleep i'm not sure this was where you got the diagnosis or where you started having uh onset of symptoms of the covid but it was not i mean COVID was pretty bad, but watching this game might have been worse. Uh, yeah, might have been worse. Uh, we just didn't bring it. Lack of effort. Uh, we had 10 assists and 14 turnovers, which, guys, we've been through this. Anytime you have more turnovers and assists, outcome never great. Uh, and we showed it. We played like uh, that stat says. But Armando, I thought he played for us at well, well at times. He had 21 and 17 boards. You've got to give him credit. Um, but I will say he got in foul trouble and not having him in the game in crucial minutes really hurt us. And defensively, we just looked like we couldn't guard a statue. Um, but Hey, you're going to have games like that, but when you do play like that, don't expect to win. And that's what ultimately happened. We did get it close, but 73 to 78, the game was in my opinion, much more out of hand than what the score predicts. We went on a run late. I think we took the lead and had some lead exchanges late in the game, but that was just kind of a desperation. And the way we played, you're not going to win any road games in the ACC if you do that. But um, yeah, it was just one of, it was a dud for us. You know, 
we're not going to gift wrap it and make it sound good. You're going to have nights like that occasionally sleep. Yep. I think, uh, you know, I caught some of it and it was like you said, it's just sort of lackluster, lackadaisical, as we like to say in the industry here. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, one of the things I found interesting and, and quite honestly kind of taken out of context was, you know, love Caleb Love after the game said something about how he 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 didn't give it a hundred percent in the first half, and I saw a lot of people like on Twitter and in a, not really in the media, but just you know this sort of peanut gallery talking about how you know that was totally wholly unacceptable. And what I took from that was like a misunderstanding of I think what he intended, which was hey man, I didn't play well, right? And you know, and, and at this point, um, I mean, every time I watch him play. He becomes, you know, more and more one of my favorite players that's ever played at Carolina just because, you know, I keep going back to him, coming back to begin with. And, man, as as good as Armando is, and we're obviously going to get into his performance, I think personally, like, as goes Caleb Love goes the Tar Heels this year. I think he is the guy that is the X factor. He can create his own shot, dude, and he just really steps up. And, I mean, you look at the stat line, and he must have had a good second half. Again, yeah, I was, I was in the – the throws of it uh, come about whenever this game was on. And, um, you know, he didn't look good in the first half, but I see his stat line here. doesn't look that bad. You know, shot 50% for four, 50% for three, finished 15 points. You know, he didn't have any assists and only had two rebounds. So he didn't do a whole lot side score and had four turnovers. But, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, man, the fact that we look so bad and still a game on the road against a, an opponent that isn't that good, to be honest, um, you know, we still wound up close in the end. I mean, sometimes you got to win ugly games and, you know, we just having to lose this one. And I agree with you. It never felt, I was looking at the score at, at a half and I was like, dude, it did not feel like we were within four. And then I was very surprised based on, I kind of like read everything about the game first. And then I see the score and I was like, well, it couldn't have been that bad. Um, but yeah, based on, based on the feedback, everything it, it was, but again, and then you turn around and bounce back. I mean, that's kind of the thing. And, and, the, and I was listening to, um, Packer and Durham, we were talking about this before the show, and I'm going to get into another kind of conversation they were having, but they were chatting with Seth Greenberg about what he sees as like the weak link for, for UNC. And he was high on UNC, to be honest, but he talked about, you know, when it comes tournament time, how are we going to react when we get hit in the mouth in game? Right. And, and I actually, uh, it was kind of this thing that I didn't really think about, but I thought he was right. You know, when we, how are we going to react when we don't have it? How are we going to react when we get behind on the road? Or we get behind in a game, you know, early or, or at a point where, you know, can we take Duke's best blow, right, and come back from it? And, um, you know, I, I thought it was a really valid point. I think when I tried to think about it, I was like, I don't know that we have sort of seen that test. Like with Purdue, I think we were in it the whole game. And you saw with like Tennessee and Kentucky, like we got hit and, you know, we didn't really get up. And uh, in this game with, with, with Notre Dame, you know, again, we were just sort of lagging the whole time and it wasn't like we were just, you know, ever, ever really down and out, but I don't know. It's just uh, interesting to see where we go from here. Yeah. I mean, you make a great point and uh, you know, Seth Greenberg, very intelligent person. You know, one thing is, you know, when we talk about this game, you have analytics and then you have, in my opinion, the eye test which in a lot of times gets overlooked and you see these stats that kind of gift wrap somebody's game. And I'm not saying this is no, this is not a statement on Caleb and I'll get back to uh, his criticism uh, in a minute, but I will say that's why the eye test to me is so important. You see teams that they, you know, they share the ball and they have all these good 
stats on the stat sheet, but you're like, man, this team just doesn't have that, that it factor. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have that. Okay. When things get tough, are we going to compete? Uh, do we have the chemistry to fight through adversity? And I think that's what makes a great team, not a good team, a great team. And you see great teams do that and you see it all the time. You know, I don't know why, you know, this example comes to my mind, but for me, since football and we're talking NFL here, I remember when the Falcons, I think they were up on the Bucks. Oh, yeah. Huge. And then 28-3. Was it the Bucks or uh, Pat? Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was Tom Brady. <laughs> That's yeah, all I know. Not, I think it was the Pats. But anyway. Yeah, it's got to be the Pats because Bucks and Falcons are in the same, literally the same conference. Yeah, yeah. Division. So it is, it is the Pats. And, yeah, they came back and won. And that's, I mean, that is – there's different type of punches in my opinion. There's a knockout blow. And then there's like just get hit where it kind of wakes you up and then you start going. Mm -hmm. And I would say the knockout blows came in Tennessee and Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Great teams can withstand that knockout blow. Um, Just like, you know, the Pats withstand that. And it's a weird comparison. But, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out where, you know, no, no basketball analogy comes to my mind for a team. But. That is a great point. But Golden State blew a 3-1 lead, as we used to say like four years ago. Remember, that was always like the thing. I, I love that one. Uh, yeah, that's a, a that's guy. a good one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to knock them uh, yeah. for not being great. But I will say this, Sleep. To me, if we're going to talk like that, I kind of like more specifics in kind of breaking it down. Greenberg has a great point. But when we actually did dive deep into this team, me and you know, know this, to mm-hmm. me, it's turnovers, lackadaisical mm-hmm. turnovers. And these are talking about turnovers when we're just making an in- inbounds pass or just a casual pass, limiting those. And in my opinion, I think this team, in a weird way, this isn't a stat, but a mindset and spirit, okay, mm-hmm. that has such a huge effect in sport, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, is bringing it, okay? Bringing it when you don't feel like showing up. Um, and that, you know, to me, that is going to Notre Dame on a, on a random weekday and when there's not many people in the seats, mm-hmm. showing up and playing and competing, yeah. we just didn't do that. And, you know, that happens. And that's part of evolving as a team is, you know, looking at this game and growing. Let me let me ask you this, yeah. dude, because, you know, like Notre Dame, we talked earlier about having a smaller rotation and Notre Dame played a seven man rotation. Um, but our guys, our starters all played 30 minutes. You know, we didn't have, oh uh, gosh, Dawson. We didn't, we didn't have, have Kerwin. And we didn't have um, was McCoy out. Uh, McCoy, right? So there's a three guy, and McCoy doesn't get a lot of burn. But Garcia is a great player, and and Kerwin is. A, so my 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 question here is, you know, you're not blaming this loss on 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 any of that. You know, we just didn't play well, and we lost the game, right? But what impact does it have when you're having an off night? And Hubert doesn't really have the ammo to sort of shake things up and maybe like give give the team a different look or revitalize them. I mean, does that, you know, we used to see it when uh, some of our best teams, one of Roy's, the things he's famous for is just yanking all five dudes, throwing in five subs for a couple minutes, getting everybody in check, come back and the whole mood changes, right? Mm-hmm. Does that have anything to do with it? Is it irrelevant? I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not sitting here saying that we, we were at some, di- I mean, sure, maybe we're at a disadvantage because we don't have one of the better players, uh, you know, in our lineup, but you just got to win anyway in a game like this. That's that's not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to look at it from that perspective and realize, hey, we were pretty thin. Um, and is there anything to take away from the fact that we didn't have it, we were thin, we were on the road in a conference game, and we were still in it the whole time? Yeah, and, you know, sleep. 
What you just alluded to, what I call in basketball is the hockey sub, mm-hmm. and I love it. And you see good coaches, you know, all, a lot of coaches do this, where the team's just not showing it. They're pissed off, and you just look at your bench, get them all. And you don't, you don't play one person, get them all. When, when Sleep Dog was in high school, that was the only time I got in the game. I'd be sitting down there, and the coach would get, get everybody out. And I'd be sitting there, and four dudes would run to the check-in table. And I'm sitting there like, what, me? Me too? Like, oh, anyway, I got it. All right, I had to, jump, had, to, had to jump in with that with that one. Coach Williams is famous for that and where he's just like, you, 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 get them. And then <laughs> – He'll probably take his coat off and throw it. I'd run out there with my damn uh, shoot-around jersey still on, and he'd be like, damn it, what the hell are you doing? You're dumber than the other nine guys I got. And if you watch when that happens, I guarantee you, Coach Williams yanks all those players sitting there. His face is red. He's kind of looking down at the ground, but not really down at the ground, just about a 45-degree angle looking down at the court. And as they go to sit down, then he'll stand up and he'll just let them all have it. I used to, that's uh, that's a great memory. I've seen that many a times. I've been part of that. Um, but this would have been one of those nights where that happened. Yeah. To, you know, to your point, lack of depth. Um, at some point, do we need to play some of the younger guys? So, you know, with the COVID thing, when guys get in and out of lineups, so they're, you know, chemistry issue. Listen, guys need to be ready. And that's part of being a good uh, team is when somebody goes out, you know, you've got to be prepared and hold each other accountable. Um, you know, so you're ready at any moment. And right. I, I listen, I think this team is is very good. They're very capable of a deep tournament run. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we have a player where they're just like, this is like this is our I think Armando's developing into that. I think Caleb has the ability, but mm-hmm. I think we still have a lot of players that are young and still developing. I think RJ Davis to me yeah. um could be a huge X factor. And I've talked about this when he plays well. It's almost like we're untouchable. And you've seen uh, Manic come in there and yep. play really well, too. I really like how he's kind of evolved and really been a glue guy, and he talks on defense. He does a little things. He makes an extra pass. He's not afraid to shoot, man, and that's no. what I like, dude. He looks for his shot and takes it, dude. He misses, and he keeps shooting, and that's what a shooter's got to do. Yeah. Shooter, yeah. shoot. Yeah, period. And, um, yeah, and you listen, that's just what I saw from this game. That's my take, Sleep. Hey, but we bounced back against UVA in a massive way, dude. I mean, that UVA is one of the teams in football and in basketball that just are a drag, right? Like in football, somehow they always wind up winning. We, I think we kicked their ass this year. But it's just a weird sort of relationship that we have with UVA, and in, 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 in they always slow the damn game down. And, dude, you come away with a win like we had against them, I thought, we couldn't have bounced back in in much of a better fashion. Listen, one thing I will say about UVA, um, I hate their style of sleep. I can't stand it. It's slow as molasses, um, methodical. And to me, it makes them vulnerable to, you know, upsets. We saw them when they lost to the 16 seed first team ever to do that. You know, and we're talking about the eye test. Yeah, they, you know, they had a great record, but the eye test, nah, I mean – you know, they, they weren't the team from the eye that everyone, you know, they're, the eye test didn't match your record. Right. Um, but this isn't a powerhouse team. Um, the one good, I will say, well, many goods from this game, but we didn't have a hangover effect from Notre Dame. We evolved. We grew from that. And that's what you do. Um, the guys were on point. Chemistry was there. The effort was there. Armando had 
one of the best games in the Dean Dome in a long time um, from any player. I mean, he had 29 points and 21 rebounds. And I love, I love the direction that he's going. Anytime you have somebody that's really putting a big emphasis on something besides scoring and just getting 21 rebounds. I mean, that's, that's a blue collar stat that's putting on your hard cap, going out there, mixing it up and doing the dirty work and getting boards. And I, I love it. It was Sean May esque. <laughs> it was big Hawk esque man. He was the first player, what to 20 and 15, two games in a row sent shoe, dude. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, it was great to see sleep. Um, I was nine there. offensive boards. I mean, that's a place where we traditionally led the, you know, we were, we are way, way behind in offensive boards. And, you know, we're like way down because we spread the floor a lot right now. And we don't really have like two, three big guys in at the same time. Dude, he was a monster. Yeah. And I will say this, Lee, he is tied for second in the country with the most double doubles this season with 11 double doubles in 15 games. Um, so I like the direction he's headed, and I will say, um, I don't think the, <laughs> I'm not sure what Virginia's record is or if they're ranked, but they uh, they're not as you know good as they they've been in the previous years. Um, I will say one stat I love from this game: I thought Manic came in and played really well. I really like how he's communicating. Uh, he's embracing defense, and he had five assists, um, which is big for us. Yeah, we talked about it. We're you know, we're tied for 96 in the country with 14.8 assists per game. Mm-hmm. And you've got to improve that. If you want to be a good team, you can't, especially the way we run and score, you've got to get easy buckets and you've got to share the ball. And, you know, you got to find a way to, um, you know, get to the rim, create easy buckets. And that's all reflected with assist. Um, but, yeah, it was a good game for us. Uh, I thought Caleb played well. He had some unbelievable shots. And we had 19 assists and nine turnovers. Yeah, that's where I was going next, man. Totally flipped the script on on the game yeah. prior. So, you know, the big thing I see here is you got RJ goes 0 for 10. Leaky Black doesn't take a shot the whole game, right? And if you tell me that before the game, and even if you tell me that Mondo's going to get 29 and 21, I'm still going to be like, man, this, this is going to be pretty close. Um, so the fact that, you know, RJ is easily, I guess, the top three weapon at this point, I, I love, uh, RJ and love are becoming, dude, they gotta be one of the best backcourt duos, mm-hmm. you know, in the country. And you got a guy like that that goes over 10 from the floor, only scores two points. You, you got to worry, right? If you tell me that before a game starts. So the fact that we sort of still found a route to get buckets and, you know, to get the job done in a way we did it, man, like, and the fact that RJ kept shooting. Right. And that's the other thing that, you know, these guys are going to have off nights. And, and it's like, dude, guys like him, man, I don't I don't give a shit. Man, you go over 20. Just keep yeah. shooting because you ain't going to miss forever. Right. So yeah. there's a lot of takeaways that were good ones, you know, out of this game. And um, and that go deeper than the obvious, you know, bounce back. And then just Baycott is really I, I my question now is. Is that does that sort of launch Armando? I'm interested to see what he does now going forward. Like, is that, is that this piece that, and I don't know him is, you know, you, you've played with him and, and probably know him on a personal level, but do you think that's maybe a piece where he has a game like that? And even if he's not lacking confidence, now his confidence is at a whole different level. 
um, where he goes in and he's looking to do that every game. Cause man, I remember, you know, you obviously, and I remember when I was in my probably third senior year when, uh, Sean may was going nuts every game like that. And it's like, dude, um, if, 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 if that flips a switch and we love flipping the switch to sleep hog worldwide, um, it could be a really interesting ACC season. I mean, he could, he could fight for player of the year. Yeah, I definitely think he's, uh, you know, he's a contender for ACC player of the year for sure. And if people don't think that, then, <laughs> then they're just, you know, they're, they're in denial because yeah. he's having a heck of a year. He's playing well. And I would like to see him springboard. I mean, you know, to average, um, you know, even anything close to, you know, both of those is setting yourself up for failure just because of the fact that, you know, you know, you're not going to average 30 and 20 nightly in the ACC, uh, period. But if uh, your mentality, that's my question. If your mentality is you can go out and get it, you know, you're yeah. not going to average it, but you're going to have, you're going to have nights where you get it. Right. And that's where I kind of am really interested to see if, if this is because his demeanor, man, his demeanor is so just sort of like you can never tell whether he's up or down. That's another thing I love about him. But, uh, man, this would be awesome if it just launches him to another level. I, I will say this. Um, Armando has really good touch around the rim. Mm-hmm. and he, he can get off the floor really quick. He has good size. But what the confidence that I'm talking about and I think you may be talking to is sometimes we see Armando go to the free throw line. And you're just like, what? Look, free throw looked way off. Mm-hmm. And to me, when you look at his touch and, you know, kind of his shot and his form, it doesn't look bad. And I think that's where we're talking those confidence. Yeah. Could kind of carry over to, all right, now I'm setting the free throw line. Now I'm making it. And once you get that game and that package going, and I've always said this, and I've said it on the podcast, if you're in a slump or if you're doing something, get easy buckets and try to, you know, don't force anything, but once you get those layups, you know, you'll build the confidence to seeing the ball go in the net. And I think that could open up areas. And Armando's been talking about, um, you know, spreading the floor a little bit. I think he's been, I think he's, I'm not, I'm not sure if he's shooting threes consistently. He's, but he's still made, timid with it. Yeah. Yeah. He's made one. We could see the confidence there, but I mean, he's still evolving as a player. Well, I mean, and it was funny you say that because one of the other things I was going to like pick on, right? If a dude goes for 29 and 21, like what else, what is there to, he, they, they kicked him the ball one time at the top of the key, and I was looking at the box score, so it wasn't a three, but I think he thought, you know, he was, it was definitely on that range. <laughs> and, bro, it looked like one of those guys they call in at halftime trying to, you know, from dude's 55 years old. I mean, it clanked, like, off the side back rim. Dude, it was funny. I kind of laughed because, I mean, everything was going for him, and it's like, at this point, that shot's going to fall, and it was like, oh, yeah. no, nah, never mind. And he's got – He's yeah. got good, good hands and good touch. That shot's going to fall. It's just, you know, sometimes when you get excited and you're in a game yeah. you're working on something, you know, you, you get super excited and you're like, oh, yeah, and then just like you shoot a scud missile at the rim. <laughs> and uh, things happen. Yeah, it was like instead of looking for that shot, he realized it was open. And mm-hmm. so he was like, oh, you know, I'm, I, oh, yeah, I can, I can actually have permission to pull the trigger here. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you know, a wrong mentality for it. But anyway, I mean, this is like the one thing. And I mean, it was kind of, I kind of laughed at it because I was like, oh, Sleep Dog Mike could have filled that one up. But anyway, man, I, I'm excited. Got our next game coming up Saturday, Georgia Tech. They're sort of a dud. So, I mean, we ought to be able to take care of business there. Um, we already did once, right? Or did they cancel that one? And we're, yeah, I think no, we no, are. we beat them at Georgia yeah. Tech. It was our first win. It was a weird game. It was like 
not really conference play, but right. it started yeah, yeah, conference yeah. play, and we still had some non-conference yeah, games. They are 0-4 in conference, 6-8 and eight overall, so they are dragging up the bottom. Uh, one surprise at the top, we'll touch on this briefly, Miami. Um, speaking of taking the, taking the blows and, and, and lasting, uh, took down Duke the other night, and um, they're 13-3 and three and 5-0 and oh in the conference. And, you know, could, I mentioned earlier watching uh, Packer and Durham, uh, they had a conversation with one of the guards there, and I really like that kid, man. I hadn't paid any attention to Miami, um, but they uh, they looked good against Duke. I didn't see a lot of the game, uh, and by a lot, I mean any. But you know, anytime you knock down Duke at Duke, you know uh, that's a big win. Listen, we're all fans of whoever's playing Duke, and I don't care what the record is if they beat them, um, as long as it's not. The Wolfpack, I'm happy for them. Yeah. Yeah, 5-0 and oh in the conference. Uh, you're putting your name out there and you're setting yourself up. But I think we play – we might play there in a few weeks, but uh, we'll check them out then. I haven't seen them play. But, uh, you know, if you beat Duke at Duke, you're doing something right. Yeah, we play uh, – The 18th? Is we that play the 18th in Miami, 7 p.m. So that's uh, that's coming up. And they had the one thing I'll say about them is I saw they had an interview with this kid who um, made the last shot, Cameron McGusty. And I don't know, um, you know, it really encouraged me to sort of um, to look more at, at how they're doing this year. But man, he really impressed me as a, you know, uh, a player a person, you know, a great person. He's very likable. Um, and he's a player that I, I came away thinking like, man, I need to learn more about this kid. He's got, um, good head on his shoulders and, um, always happy, you know, even as a, as a diehard UNC fan, I want to, uh, only want to root for UNC guys, but always happy to see guys like that, that really seem just cool and uh, see good things happen to him. And, you know, I'll be interested to see, uh, you know, where his season takes him this year, but you know, Miami's a good team. Everybody's talking about the race for the, you know, who's next, right. You got, you got Duke and everybody else, let's be honest. And, um, you know, that's, that's, I think, you know, our, our race at this point is, you know, how can we compete against some of these other top teams in the conference? Because, um, you know, nobody's giving us any credit, that's for sure. So I think I think realistically you want to be you want to get a good seed going into the into the tournament uh, with the way things are shaking out ACC this year. You, you got to win these Notre Dame games because they're going to be looking at these Miami games, these Florida States like, you know, Louisville, some of these other teams that are playing well in the conference. You got to win those much less. These other ones, are you going to find yourself in like a five or six seed that you don't want, um, you know, going in tournament time? But I think we're doing all right, man. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we're evolving and we're showing growth. And I would say that the good, the good thing about the Notre Notre Dame game is, you know, we turned it around. We showed up, and I think we've learned from that. And um, you know, we can we can take away that. Hey, you got to show up and play. I don't care where it is, what day it is. If we play, we're showing up. Um, but you know, that's uh, you know, you you handle your business best by, you know, what's in front of you currently. And I think what we've got to do as a team is we play Georgia Tech on Saturday. Prepare for that. Get a win there, and that's how you handle it. That's right. Every other another couple other teams got to do that is every team in the NFL right now because this playoff time, baby. And it was a wild first week 18 in history. Uh, it's going to be pretty wild playoff uh, wild card week weekend. Uh, got Monday night wild card game. Got to love that one. Tyler thinks it's game of the week. I'm not so sure, to be honest. But, uh, dude, 
I guess I got to eat my words on old Big Ben. I got to see that guy's ass again. And uh, they're playing um, at Kansas City. And you know what, dude? I don't think that's a game they can't. Big Ben can't throw the ball farther than I could throw this chair I'm sitting in right now. But I think that's a game they can win because Kansas City, dude, they, I, they ain't trustworthy at all. I don't know if there's anybody in the playoffs that's very trustworthy right now. Um, Kansas City included. Uh, but Pittsburgh, I mean, they needed like 15 things to happen and they all happen. And all of a sudden the Pittsburgh Steelers are in the playoffs and their fans just love shit like that. It's like, dude, I'd almost rather not make the playoffs than, than have to, you know, anyway, whatever. But there's a lot of good games, LA at, or Vegas at Cincinnati and new England at Buffalo on Saturday. We got Philly and Tampa, Philly at Tampa, San Fran at Dallas, Pittsburgh at KC on Saturday. And then Arizona at the Rams on Monday night. So, what a time to be alive, dude! There's gonna be some good games. Sleep. You know what I, I didn't like about the 18th week? Uh, you know, it's the first first uh, time there's been 18 weeks in football, and all of a sudden you see on social media this guy became oh, the record. Becomes, yeah, the great point. Cooper Cup becomes uh, all time receiving uh, yards in a single season. And they forget to mention, hey, this is the longest season in NFL history. Great. Um, why in the hell are we handing out these accolades as to think that, hey, this this stat might be a little bit skewed because, hey, they played an extra an extra week. And I don't care if um, what T.J. Watt did it in 15 games or it took that or 20, extra yeah. week. What do you think about this? Dude, a great point. Can't believe we didn't think about this in our pre-call, pre-game notes here. It's like I even heard the announcers on several different occasions say, do you think the uh, whoever such and such owns the record has a little asterisk by that? There, Of course they do, dude. Like, got an entire, like NFL is not like getting an extra baseball game. Dude, it's like getting an extra 20 baseball games. I mean, it's you, 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 you exponentially have increased the possibilities here. And like, uh, who, who else was it that got, uh, it was, uh, Devonte Adams set like the receiving record. Maybe that was a team record over like Jordy Nelson. And then you got Cooper cup with all that stuff. You got Watt with the sacks and, and it's just like, dude, really? I, you're exactly right, man. I can't believe that people actually think it's as if it's as if, you know, someone had won an extra game and they'd be like, they've won more games than any team in history. It's like, well, of course they have had more games to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And yeah, it's just crazy that that and that's why the Steelers made the playoffs because they have a whole damn extra game and everybody's like, oh, big Ben, like big deal. Like this guy is going to go like they're going to have to wheel his ass out in a wheelbarrow up to, you know, I can see it now. Here's what's going to happen is, is Pittsburgh is going to go to Kansas city and whether they win or lose, I'm not even going to make that prediction, but it's going to be close. And there's gonna be something happening where, where Pittsburgh is down late and they're trying to run down the field. And big Ben is going to be like, dude, the, the, whether they win or lose is going to be whether or not big Ben can get his ass to the line of scrimmage and spike the ball before the clock runs out. I mean, that dude, I, like we said, man, I got a ton of respect for that guy, but he is literally like on a donut tire right now. And uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, but that's uh, that will personify his year. And uh, I either hope they win the Super Bowl or they just get the doors blown off of them because yeah, they don't deserve it, to be there. Sleep. Here's here's a prediction. Kansas City's going to win. 
And when they go into victory formation in the fourth quarter, the cameras will go to Big Ben on the bench, and it's going to become this, gosh, this sounds so bad, but a Big Ben, like, how many tears are you going to shed? Mm. And you're sitting there in front of the, the camera. And the guys, I like Big Ben. My best friend is like a huge Steeler, Steelers fan. And so that's the reason I don't like the Steelers. Um, but <laughs> this will look like he's over there reading a notebook. I mean, dude, it's just going to be a freaking sob fest over there again. Right. We already had it. Like it's already done and over. It's like, yeah. here's his last stand. And then all of a sudden, dude, you know, the damn uh, dude, everybody, the Jacksonville Jaguars is who you're pinning your hopes on. And we don't even need to get into the, I mean, who cares about Colts and the Jaguars except for Steelers? I mean, I don't understand how you lose out by the Colts. They win and they get in the playoffs, right? Yeah, dude. They lose the the whole tie. Yeah. I mean, this is what a disaster. And then in the meanwhile, there's so many storylines here. Meanwhile, the lions beat the Packers and they wind up losing the first pick on this like meaningless game, which I'm all for. I I, I hate people that, you know, are, are, are rolling the dice. Like, let's just lay this one down and take the first pick. Who get, who the hell knows where your first pick or the second pick is going to work out. Um, so just play right. And, and the lions of all teams, dude, hats off to those guys. They got that kid, St. Brown. He dude, He's a top fantasy receiver next year, dude. He had a hell of a year. I had him that last week, too, and he was just – I mean, if it was near his – near, I mean, he caught everything. I was surprised he didn't leave the stadium with COVID. (laughs) (laughs) He damn near wound up with 1,000 yards for the season. I mean, he had a hell of a a year. And, um, man, and then you had the whole thing with the the Chargers and the the Raiders. Dude calls timeout when all you got to do – like. Everybody is literally openly saying, man, I want to tie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get crucified over something like that. And it's talking about they want to tie. And everybody's like, hey, I get it. Right. And uh, and what does he do? He calls timeout so he get his run defense in. His run defense promptly gives up a run that puts the Raiders in field goal range. They kick a field goal. And now we don't get to see Justin Herbert. We got to see fucking Big Ben again. So thanks for that. But, uh, you know, I, I think I'm here are the teams I'm excited to watch. Dude, Cincy, Burrow and Chase are electric, man. I love watching those guys. I hope Tampa beats Philly by a billion because I hate Philly. Uh, Arizona, L.A., that's going to be a fun one. Uh, you know, kind of kind of a Jimmy G guy. Like, I'd be OK if, um, you know, they beat Dallas. And then uh, I'll be honest, I'm intrigued by the New England thing. Right. Like, dude, they're pretty damn good. And they bet on Mac Jones and it's per- turned out pretty well. And then who are the who are the buys? So you only get one by each each conference this year. And it's uh, gotta be the, the Titans, Packers. Titans and Packers. And, yeah. dude, after having covid, like, I ain't going to get all weird on Aaron Rodgers. I, you know, I like watching Aaron. Rodgers. I kind of like Aaron Rodgers. I was a little disappointed that he went the route he did. Uh, but damn, dude, that guy's fun to watch. It's hard to. Hard to bet against those guys. Of all the teams you trust, and they were talking about this on, um, pardon the interruption, Will Bond and Corn. I love those guys. Who can you trust in the NFL right now? So I'll pose that question to you. Uh, for me, I would say the Bucks are reliable. Um, I would, I would trust that they're going to beat uh, Philly. Uh, I think they have a pretty big spread on that game. But besides that, you're right. I'm looking at these games, and I'm like. 
you know what? The Pats might beat the Bills. I mean, uh-huh. you can't ever bet against Belichick. Um, the Raiders and Bengals, I had the Raiders winning, and I'm like, the Bengals are only favored by four or something. Um, at Cincy, a uh, young quarterback, the Raiders, you know, it seems like they have something to prove. I like their, where they're headed. Uh, the Rams and Cardinals, hell, at, at one point I thought the Cardinals were the best team in the NFL, and then all of a sudden I thought the Rams were – uh, when they destroyed the Bucks, and then it looks like the Packers just kind of went under the radar, and they're the best team. And then the Titans went under the radar, and they're the best team. They lost um, Derrick Henry, and yeah, I don't know. Sleep. This is a, I would say the Bucks, but when you looked at uh, Vegas, they have like a nine percent chance of going to the Super Bowl. Apparently, yeah, dude. I mean, it's dude. I don't know, man. You can't trust anybody in here. I mean, I, uh, Tampa. I'm with you. I think. I think Cincy beats Las Vegas, but here's the thing. And this is like playoff sort of like magic kind of deal, right? Like that win for Las Vegas, I think was wild in terms of momentum, right? They sort of went from like, there's a difference between tying that game and winning that game and the way they won it and the way they hung in. And you know, the way they took dude, Herbert was unreal in that game. Mm-hmm. That guy is going to be incredible. Um, and you know, so I, I'd be interested to see if if they can sort of harness that. That New England Buffalo, that's a toss up for me. Tampa's gonna beat the shit out of Philly. I, I as much as I hate to say it, I think Dallas beats beats San Francisco. I think Dallas is a good team. Uh, I hate Dallas. I hate them, but I, I think it. they're good. Uh, I think that Pittsburgh Cincy game is gonna come down to who has the ball last. And mm-hmm. then that 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 Arizona LA game, dude. Who the hell knows, dude? That those are the two most untrustworthy teams maybe in the history of football. But it's going to be that I don't see many games except for that Tampa Philly game that might get out of hand. Um, and uh, it's, you know, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, you know, we'll post our picks on there to be more uh, concrete about who we think is going to win and lose. But who you got, you think, in the Super Bowl? You don't have to pick the winner, but who you think you got in there? Put so I thought, what are the routes here? Would, um, would the Bucks? who would they line up with? Um, would they line up with the Packers at some point? Uh, they are both in the NFC. So, okay. yes. Whew, I think that's going to be NFC. All right. Uh, I would say the Bucks, And yep. I would have them playing, um, man, maybe the Ram- where the Rams fall. Rams are, uh, Rams are AFC. Yeah. Bucks and Rams. So, I think that's true. Hell if I know. Let me go to the standings. Yeah, Rams are are um, everybody switched city so much. <laughs> L.A. Rams, where are you? No, nope. Rams are in NFC too. Ah. So the Bucks can't play the Rams. They could play the Chiefs. They could play the Raiders. They could play Tennessee. They could play. <laughs> Is Derek Henry? He'll be back. They're saying he'll be back. Man. That's a big deal. I'm gonna go Bucks and Titans. Bucks, Titans. It's going chalk, basically. Well, I guess I guess uh Green Bay's got the buy. Oh man. All right. Dude, this is a fun, this is impossible. This is like it, it probably more likely to get a perfect NCAA tournament bracket than getting these all right. Uh to be hundred percent honest with you. Oh man. They're saying the Niners are the sleepers. Niners are the sleepers. I mean, hell, they played great in that game. They beat the Chargers, right? They beat the Rams. They beat the like- Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the Rams and Chargers look look the same in the same damn place. 
Like, uh, like, can we get some different colors at least here, guys? The Niners have one of the best players in the NFL, that uh, Debo guy. Oh, Debo Samuel. And, dude, they got they won without Trent Williams, too. And yeah. Trent Williams, I know, is a Washington fan. Getting their new name here soon. We can call him probably something even dumber than the Washington football team. Uh, as a as a Washington fan, I know how good Trent Williams is, and, and when they get him back, that's gonna be good too. Um, I don't know. That's a, it's a tough call. It's hard to go against the Bucks. What's unbelievable to me, and this last part, we'll get off of NFL and we'll we'll, we'll close up if we got to. But everybody's kind of got Aaron Rodgers in as the MVP, and I was like, dude, that's really hard to argue. Tom Brady's led the league this year in yards. He said the the most yards he's ever had in a season. Yards, I think completions and touchdowns. He leads the league in all three, and he's like 50. So his two best receivers are done. Yeah. I mean, dude. So you tell me that anybody besides um Tom Brady's MVP, I'll tell you, kiss my ass. Now if you you pick you pick Aaron Rodgers, I ain't really much I can argue about, but I mean Tom Brady's my MVP for sure. And I mean you got Cooper Cup. There's a lot of really, really uh compelling guys for it. I'm gonna go. Buffalo, just because, dude, Buffalo, everybody likes Buffalo. Uh, I don't even know who their rival is, like the Jets or something. But, dude, Buffalo is easy to root for, so I'll just root for them. And uh, and I'll go, I'll go the Rams. I'll say the Rams get it together, man. Mm-hmm. That probably means that uh, Buffalo is going to lose. Both of those guys will wind up losing this weekend. So if you're a betting person, take that to the bank. Uh, but that's who I got. Um I'm just trying to think of anything else we uh, we want to talk about here, Big Hawk. The one the one other thing that that really trips me out is the Dolphins coach getting fired. You thought it was eh, okay. I mean, dude, you win eight of your last nine games. Um, his phone's gonna be ringing off the hook from uh, some of those places they can guys this week. The Bears, the uh, couple other places. Yeah, listen, the Bears coach should have been fired maybe a year or two ago, Matt Nagy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't get why they kept him on for so long. Um, the one guy I liked that was fired was, I think, Mike Zimmerman for uh, – uh, For the Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. I think he's a good coach. Maybe he'll find some place. Maybe he'll end up in Miami. Um, I'm not sure. But, you know, listen, when's the last time Miami's been relevant? It's been a while. Um, I know they won nine games in a row, but I think they lost eight in a row before that. I don't know – um, where um, it looked like he was headed in the right direction. I'm not sure what started clicking, but sometimes when you figure some things out, uh, it's already too late. I'm not yep. sure what management was thinking. Um, you know, it sounds like they built a lot of mistrust in their quarterback position, talking yep. about getting Deshaun Watson the whole year. I don't think that was good for the psyche. And I think they were openly pursuing uh, Watson with, you know, this political climate and what he's accused of right now. And I'm not saying he did it or anything, but um, is, you know, the fact that there weren't, you know, any backlash on that. Is, yeah. Um, you know, pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why Amy sucks uh, because it's a great place and yeah. a special athlete. Why in hell would you not want to live hell, in yeah. great weather? Um, if you win, I think they have a great fan base too. So yeah. um, listen, there's no reason you shouldn't be in the playoffs, you know, yearly. Yep. Here's what's interesting to me, and I'm in on the NFL on this one, is Harbaugh. I mean, they're talking about the Bears are shutting down any conversation. They want Harbaugh out of Michigan. And Miami, uh, yeah, in Miami, everybody's wondering if he'll go there because the owner is a Michigan guy. 
and they've shut that down. So they're acting like, as you know how this goes, everybody says, no, it's no way possible. And then what happens 20 minutes later, It it's possible, and it happens. So Harbaugh's going somewhere. I'm betting he's going to Chicago, um, and, and it will be an ongoing dumpster fire there. Um, but anyway, we're, we're really set up for a hell of a weekend. The heels – uh, and then, and then the playoffs. Uh, I don't even know if the heels will actually fall on the weekend or into next week. But either way, it's ahead. As our better days for sleep dog as we recover from the Omicron. But uh, anything else you got going on, Big Hawk? Nothing here. Stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs>